Welcome to the Rose Garden. I am Holly and I'm here with Julia. Hello. And we're here to talk about the finale of Matt James's season. We're finally here and yet also it feels like we just started, but it feels like a lifetime. It feels like a lifetime to me. I'm like, but also I keep blending it with the fact that we just watched Tasha and Claire season. It's so, so like, overwhelming. I'm like, and what have, what have we been seeing? So much. There's yeah. so much content right now, and then it's never gonna freaking end. That's what I learned this episode that it's never gonna stop it's all year. Stop. I like I worry for the franchise because I'm like, are you they're oversaturating wanting- us? Yeah, I'm like, are you wanting people to drop off and just like not care anymore? It's like, oh, it's been two weeks since the last season, like <laughs> about to go on turn on my tv and see abc and watch another season it's like no people are gonna get tired of it and these are also were particularly exhausting seasons yes right especially this last one obviously and i do feel like katie could have potential to have a season that doesn't feel this exhausting if they if they produce it right but i just feel like they've completely lost their touch the last two two and a half years yeah, we'll have to see. You're right. Because they could either do it really well and it could be refreshing or it could be the same bullshit. And it's like, yeah. oh, another COVID-19 bachelorette season and we don't have cool dates and we're going to fucking tra- trauma bond with each other. And But that's so not Katie. So maybe no. she'll learn her own flair. I do think no matter what, her ratings are going to suck because people aren't as going to be as interested. Because the conservatives don't like her because she's too liberal. And then like the other side of the audience just wants to see Michelle because I mean, I get it, you know, like we want Michelle, but Michelle herself is the one who turned down doing the bachelorette. The reason they're doing this is because she wouldn't leave school. So she's filming in the summer. Otherwise there would be no Katie season. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay interesting so So it's like I mean good it's the way for us to get Michelle but I wish they would have brought Paradise early bumped it up early and then done Michelle's in summer and just done it that way because it would be so much easier because Paradise is already gonna be so stacked with contestants like we don't need another season of contestants well and that's a way to like freshen things up like you've had such a kind of that's how it should be done two seasons then a paradise right because you've already had like a really heavy season the potential for that happening again because you know that they're like there's a pressure for them to incorporate more people of color in this KD season which is yeah. awesome I just know that if they played their cards a little better they would just have a paradise season with a whole mix of people Mm-hmm. and it would be fun and you wouldn't have to worry about I feel like there's just going to be more scandals because there just is totally oh because we confirmed she has no intention of going on paradise for another show no. that yeah, she said I'll never say never but it's not I don't think so I don't think it's for me yeah which is fair it's fair she's also okay she's not one to like immerse like immerse herself in a drama or anything and paradise if she's watched any of the seasons yeah you kind of have to have a little side to you that likes that you know yeah so whatever it's like we would never see michelle in paradise either you know yeah and if that would be crazy she she would be like an angel you know like she (laughs) would 
she'd like be, come they she'd walk down the beach as the sun is rising like <laughs> literally glows on the horizon well they've had some of those walk-ins like that before where it's mm-hmm. just like oh suddenly- usually it's nighttime though and it's like ooh, who's that silhouette in the darkness that is fucking terrifying honestly as a woman if I saw a, a, a silhouette of a man walking in the dark. Oh, when they do it with men, it's so creepy. When it's women, it's sexy because you just see their right. curves. Yeah, you just see their curves. <laughs> you just see like- Lacey and her big boobs from like all across the, remember on season one? Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> just so- like from afar. Yeah. No, but. No one knows who they are, but they're in. Michelle, Michelle would definitely stand out. Like there are those few people who like, are more innocent than others but in general I feel like if you're on paradise you're down with the get down definitely you have to be yeah exactly so totally well I guess that sums up our talking about the bachelorette <laughs> results so <laughs> yeah totally. because it was really thrown in at the end there with oh my god what. but like it was weird to watch the episode just know because I saw the announcement that there would be two bachelorettes I didn't see the confirmation who it was but I could I could fill in the blanks and I figured out exactly what was going to happen with that. So I felt like my final surprise was spoiled. Oh, that's I was like, oh, I figured everything out now. Because both you and I were like, they're not going to choose Katie. Like they no. can't choose Katie. But then knowing that it was the two of them, I was really shocked because I hadn't read anything. Yeah. So, but I didn't, okay. I didn't really, the way Emmanuel Ocho <laughs> announced that was kind of weird he was like is it the woman sitting across from me like you that's what I mean is I'm like well if he says that now he has to pick her you can't say something like that I don't know what it was was that him improvising or him actually like going with what he wanted to say because it sounded like he just kind of messed up a little bit (laughs) like he was trying to be casual and it just didn't work out. It just missed the mark. It felt like it was an attempt at, you know, suspense. But when you think about it, you're like, well, that's not a good no. way to I do know, it. I know now exactly that it is the woman in front of me. Yeah, you, you shouldn't. Because Michelle's such an obvious choice that any hinting that it might be her, you're like, well, it's her. Okay. And it's, yeah, I don't know. It was kind of funny. The, it's not what you think. And I was like, okay, so there's some twist, but it's Michelle. Even if, like, I hadn't seen, because it was just an Instagram of, like, two Bachelorette seasons this year. So it was, I see. yeah, something very vague like that. But, I let's mean. Let's start before. This. Let's go back to the very beginning of Matt James's mother and brother, mm-hmm. Patty. I finally learned her name was Patty. I was calling her Celine the entire time, the entire episode, to myself. And I finally oh, realized her name's Celine. Patty. Cause she looks like Celine Dion. She does look like Celine Dion. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's like, like she, yeah, she looks like Celine Dion and she, she, her blush was toned down for Michelle's date. It was. I was impressed. Her, her makeup during Michelle's date was something else. She just looks like such an eighties mom. Yes. I mean, and usually the blush is like just, whoo, and I love it. You know, you live your blush life right I should have been wearing blush a lot sooner than I ever realized blush. I was like why would I wear blush I don't want pink cheeks what the hell no blush is fucking awesome yeah I should have been wearing blush uh you know what I just discovered the like beauty of blow drying my own hair so that's where I'm at in like the beauty world I'm still too lazy to do it you know I did it the other day because I'm just spending so much time at home (laughs) why not why the fuck not 
and it just feels good. It feels yeah, I'm so very good. loud noise sensitive, you know. See, so I, I turn it things that I, I turn it on low. I don't huh. do the high one because I That's, have time. that maybe I could do. I love the attachment where with the little like I don't know, it looks like a duck mouth, like a beak or something. <laughs> And then yeah. it just, it makes your hair nice and sleek and just, I'm like, wow, why have I never blow dried my hair? So blush, blow dryer. Well, by the time I discovered blush, I just gave up on makeup. So <laughs> I was like, whatever. Yeah. I always just wear a lot of bronzer. There you go. Like as blush. Make you look tan. Yeah. I just wanted to be tanner because I'm so <laughs> pale. I feel it. You know, we, we do what we can. Anyway. Patty immediately loves Michelle. You can just see it all over her face. She's like, this makes sense. This is great. I adore Michelle. And I was like, she's like in tears the whole time. Loved that for Michelle. And I get it. I would be crying too. My son could marry Michelle. Because Michelle actually mentioned something that she likes about him. Their conversation is so good. Well, she, Michelle talks about that she had a breakup in January, which I noticed because it's not two years ago, which her parents kept talking about something that happened two years ago. Oh. Huh. I remember that being like, what happened two years ago? Yeah. Why don't so we know? So it this. wasn't this breakup though. Hmm. So interesting, just interesting. Cause I figured it was the break, the bad breakup she was referring to was right. this two years incident. But so something else happened two years ago. But, oh my God, I thought it was so beautiful when, because Mich- Michelle was talking about how, you know, their parents' dynamic is very different. Her parents have been together a long time. But Michelle reassures Patty that his upbringing wasn't a disadvantage. Yeah. That's her wor- verbiage. And I was like, that's so beautiful. And like, Patty lost it. I was like, I would, I lost it. I was like, well, that's also, so sweet. It's also like accolades to him because he didn't make it come across as if he had a, childhood that was like yeah so I feel like for her to hear that was really healing and when you have a partner that can show their in potential in-laws that like oh no your kid like really loves you and really cares about you that almost means more than when your kid says it because sometimes you're like my kid's obligated to you know love (laughs) me so if I she played the cards so well with that like it was it was so sweet such a sweet interaction all of it was really I really enjoyed it and it made me really dread the upcoming meet parent meet and greet that by the way that was so short like I think we experienced a really short meet and greet with Tasha season two but like holy shit that was short as it was so brief I was like okay bye Michelle like I guess I'll see you maybe at the you know final right it was so weird. It was very confusing, but I guess they had a whole other date later. So that was yeah. why, but it was very brief. And then in comes Rachel and I swear I was excited because I thought they could smell her bullshit. And they, I thought they did at first, but man, she, when she drops the Jesus bomb, that's, she got Patty. Well, and she was convincing because she was emotional. And don't get me wrong. I don't think every single part of Rachel is fake. I think she does have a clear, like, faith. And I think faith is really important to her. And that does make her emotional. And I think even from night one, like, I was on board with Rachel because the way she described the sermon with Matt, I was like, 
oh, that, you know, she's great. Like she really connected with his prayer. Um, And I'm not religious anymore. So it's not like I'm coming from a religious standpoint. I just, that's the only part of Rachel that I'm like, okay, you can get credit for that. However, (laughs) I think you played, you know, the timing of when you're mentioning. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think that you don't feel it, but when you talk to his mom about it, it's very intentional what you're doing. Well, and again, when it's like, that's the only thing you can point out about Matt, about Matt is what he did on the first night. Nothing about you getting to know him since. Yeah. See, that's a little bit weird. And that's the, that is the confusing thing with her is like from night one, I thought maybe that was going to be something they had conversations about and they never did. No, it never it never came up so I'm like I don't know not that it needed to but maybe there was a lot that we didn't see I don't freaking know but I don't think so I really don't because I just really feel like he they didn't know each other and that's like when he was sitting on that couch next to her later he wasn't sitting next to the woman he thought he had left the show with exactly yeah and he realized that because they just didn't know each other at all they they clung to moments like the freaking oh my god I thought you died thing like oh please just things that don't matter that's not gonna it's so juvenile like exactly that's just not how you stay in love as Michelle you know geniusly asked right exactly but also like it's juvenile in the fact that quite literally I would have thought of something not of that in high school or like even middle school I would have been like oh my god like this one thing happened to us that's the thing or and also one moment like the the one thing was the prayer and she's like decided right then she's like he's perfect and then like doesn't see anything else past that yeah it's she does herself a disservice by the way she talks about him too not even just him but like why aren't you being genuine with yourself that you don't actually know this man completely it yeah it just feels very juvenile the whole thing with their relationship overall yeah and but uh, you can tell through this like meeting the parents and even the rest of the episode even if it weren't for him you know spoiler alert but we're about to mention it and you've already watched it but him sending Michelle home early like we would have guessed that he was going to pick Rachel because he's so his chemistry with her I don't he just like he wants to fuck her exactly so they're not talking he's not hearing any word you know she's saying because he's not that she's saying much like enamored with her like and both of them it's all all they can say about each other is how they make them feel it's all very like every answer Rachel was giving about like was well he makes me feel this and you know I feel so in love I feel this it's like why though you're not saying why you're not saying things yeah do you know like this you feel a certain way that's clear but that's not gonna last forever right and as I mean we've talked too about how Matt like doesn't seem like he's really ready for a big relationship or nor a marriage for that matter but I think that family therapy maybe seriously I think that also attracted him to Rachel is like the way Michelle and other mature women talk to him or about him on the show was like very logical and these checklists and things like that, which that can go bad too. Like you have to have a balance between like, oh, I'm liking this person for these objective reasons, but I'm also like feeling in love with them. And I think he prefers 
at the beginning of a relationship to just hear all the like gushy gushy things when some people are like that and that's maybe this show is not for him then because he's not ready to have serious conversations right away I think that's true I think the show really isn't great for him and I've been watching um Ari's Lion Dyke season on Patreon with Becca baby Becca awesome. commentating on it right. so fun but the comparisons I can't get over like how much better that season was and I'm sorry, but how much more you get to know Ari and how much more he's not so worried about being perfect and saying the right things all the time. And I feel like Matt's just so, and maybe that's just because he's never been a contestant. Sure. Like that breaks you down and prepares you in a way to open up. I don't know, but also it might just be a whole, like just a personality thing. And just a, a guy who knows he's the first black bachelor. Like he even mentioned that. How I'm much- very aware. Yeah. very aware and yeah and that really limited his chance to like show us who he is and show the other women who he is so honestly at the very end him and Rachel seem like a perfect initial match because it's like she's not showing him herself and she's really calculated and vice versa and so it's like no wonder it's hard for him to even see how awesome Michelle is like I don't think he's even able to see that yeah because he's in his head so much so much well and I also think he picked Rachel a long long time ago and wasn't able to open his mind to the possibility that that could not be the right choice yeah because I think that he was very I think he started to have a lot of fun um on that farm date where you see him like go and kiss Piper and he's like some of the girls are like, like MJ's like getting a piggyback ride. And then it went too fast from him for him after that. It's like, we started to see a little bit of his like playful side and yeah. his character. And then it's like, oh, now you have to get rid of five girls. Oh, now you're down to, you know, this many girls. And he was like, yeah. well, shit, I was just getting started. He just wants to have fun. That's the thing. Is there are a lot of moments with him that are very childlike in a way that I appreciate and actually kind of relate to of just finding the fun in like yeah. stupid shit and like like mashing the oatmeal in his feet like a weird like yeah. uh, like I that's something I can understand and like to see because like it's a person you know it's not the pit buttoned up kind of trying to be perfect really? it's just him shitting around and same with his chaotic energy that I love to make fun of because yeah like with the rappelling down the wall with Michelle, the, but they rappel and he just falls. Yeah. What? Why? <laughs> what, what? Why would you do that? <laughs> I think it's also like avoidant behavior, right? Like it's just being childlike like that. Like you don't have to actually be serious. You can just kind of, you know, avoidant. I feel called out. <laughs> Sorry, Holly. I was like, I think you're right. You're probably <laughs> right. That makes a lot guys. of sense. Um, but like, I, you know, I get it. I mean, my partner is like that too. I feel like sometimes we try to have serious conversation and it's like, basically like she wants to play with a yo-yo or something. <laughs> Not really, but you know, that's how it I feels. love that though in my head, that it is a yo-yo. Yeah. Every time. Or like happy sack or like a big yo-yo issue in your relationship now in my head like that's the big the biggest that's the the relationship is this yo-yo that you know you just fight about all the time I I wish that that was the like (laughs) most 
terrible or not terrible but like the most challenging thing of our relationship huge challenge the yo-yo challenge oh the freaking yo-yo challenge love that. we actually don't have a yo-yo I don't know where that came up <laughs> in my head there's no yo-yo in this vicinity <laughs> to set the record straight no yo-yos in this house where did we get to this okay backtrack <laughs> anyway so yeah um Matt's mom likes both girls and then gives him a little chat about how he's not ready and love is not the end all be all and you know it is a very much um like I don't want to criticize because actually I think what she's saying is right but maybe not some neg- maybe not the jadedness projecting onto her son is maybe not the healthiest Oh yeah, 100%. It felt I'm like- as jaded as her, so I'm like, you're right. You're just right. Right, totally. Yeah, no, I, I get it too, because like my dad is that way and the way he talks to me about things too. And it's totally like, you know, it made me guarded in very good ways and like protected of myself. But like, boy, has that come into like issues with being vulnerable and being in a relationship so like it's all about balance and like talking to your kid I mean I don't know what the fuck it's like to be a parent so she's just trying her best yeah and she just wants him to wait to propose she just doesn't want him to get engaged when he's not ready right and I think that like it was probably the best thing for her to say honestly and then Chris Harrison though in his like little chats very persuasive like no Matt she's getting your head she basically he was like you're getting brainwashed by your basically saying what the fuck is wrong with your mom yeah like it was so fascinating to watch because we've never really seen this side of Chris Harrison on the show we this is like the Chris Harrison we saw talk to Rachel on that interview honestly if he, I was just gonna say like if this if his interview with Rachel Lindsay hadn't come out and like he was he would have been canceled for this I literally he would have been canceled, he been canceled anyway because I don't what is wrong with him it was the most absurd gaslighting manipulation just like what kind of a hallmark card he did say hallmark because he knows better greeting card the fucking that's how fucking tv like media trained he is he says greeting card instead of hallmark card and yet he still has these idiot conversations on yeah national like platforms like so stop. you clearly should know better you know yeah. better enough to not say hallmark and say greeting card but also why is a greeting card what he should be aspiring to I don't <laughs> like, know. what kind of advice is that chris harrison right but like it's just a weird kind of it's a weird phrase to say like what? I just didn't get it. And I was so shocked by the way he was presenting all that. Like normally Chris is a really good listener and he's just like, okay, like whatever you need, you know, he was manipulating so hard. He was trying to guilt him into proposing by saying, well, if you don't propose, that means you've been lying this whole time. Yes, literally. That's it's like insane. That's not the reality of things. That's not okay. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, it was, I was shocked that they were still airing this even after the controversy. Yeah, right. And this was literally after he broke up with Michelle, right? Because they have like- No, this is before, because he then goes into this Michelle date because he's been told basically, get your shit together. You're a liar if you don't go on these dates and like see this through. Right. To the end. And so he goes on the date with Michelle and then he like 
freaks out after the breakup and then cancels the Rachel date. Right. And so, then Chris yeah. shows up to Rachel's room, has his hand, has his fucking- Hello, Rachel. I'm convinced. I was thinking this too, like even in the defense, like he's weirdly, he's been so weird the way he's talked about Rachel. He has a fat boner for her. Oh yeah. Becca even like posts on her story about it. She's <laughs> so like- funny. Chris literally wants to get with Rachel. Like he didn't even say hi, Rachel. He goes, Hey, Rach. <laughs> like who? And she also flirts with him because she opens the door and she's like, Oh my God, hi. Like, In her little bad Sandy from Greece outfit. Tell oh me how it's dead. Literally, it looked like that. When- she, I, when I watched <laughs> that, I was like, You two have made out at a party before. That was the impression I was getting. <laughs> I was like, you guys have kissed. <laughs> like they've been both been creepy with each other. But Chris Harrison, when he was he does like the little breakdown of the cast bios, like before the seasons air, called her sweet as cotton candy. Oh. Is he the one that writes those? Apparently, because that's what he said all he said verb like in the video. It sounds like the person who writes them. I think secretly he's been the one writing every single bio. That's my theory because they suck and it explains why. You might be right. Maybe he has like more control now aside from the host because he's like, I've written a book. Well, he's an executive the- producer. He wrote a book like five years ago. He's been right, an author, but- an erotic novel author for years. <laughs> right. But I'm saying like, maybe after doing that, he's like, I know how to write about. I can write a bio. <laughs> Let me do it. <laughs> Let me do it. I, they didn't used to like do these big bio things either that I don't recall at least no usually just like if you can find online the like age and where they're yeah from. I think they got sick of doing intro packages so they yes, now release they bios because we don't get much of an intro package ever which honestly okay I I feel like this is kind of like the grass is always greener situation because when there were intro packages every season, I remember getting tired of them. But now that I don't have them, I'm like, wait, I they missed would replay that. the same ones in the like clip in the previews and then play the whole thing. I'm like, I don't need to see a yeah. preview of someone's intro, intro package. Right. I mean, they. I feel like maybe if they produced it differently, they would. It wouldn't be as annoying. Yeah. But like, I miss it now because we don't. Yeah. Like, I I don't know. I knew the girls a lot better with them. They help. They really do. And the guys, because (laughs) it was almost worse with Clarentatious season because they just barely showed their names. That one was so bad. It was just bad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Basically. But yeah, so Matt repels with Michelle. There's nothing really to say except that the, he says like, oh my God, we're going to go to eat dinner it's going to be over there and points to like a parking lot with a heart (laughs) in it surrounded by red flags. (sighs) The symbolism is not lost on us here. Yeah. And then he falls off the building and then finishes repelling. (laughs) And they go to dinner. She gives him some cheesy um, jerseys. Don't love that. But producers always are like, what do you want to do? How about this? Like, it's a suggestion. I don't believe for a second, either girl decided what they got to give Matt. Yeah, I don't either, but it was also just like, ooh. Hated it. Hated it. I'm sorry. I love everything else Michelle ever does. Didn't like that. But you can tell the second that, like, he opens those gifts, you know he's going to break up with her. Like, he was checked he's so out. stiff. He, yeah. you can read, that's his body language when he's, like, not attracted to somebody anymore. It's like, he just stiffens up. 
he's cold he doesn't listen he wasn't listening to her when she was talking and then yeah. she was like he was like okay I can't do this with you bye I'm not gonna and it was so fast that's the thing is like when Michelle was later like I wanted two minutes I was so confused because like they were having a fine date the daytime he seemed normal and she didn't pick up on anything and then all of a sudden like the whole energy shifts and he's like I can't do this bye yeah it was not a good look on his part and it also kind of was a snowball effect in the after the final rose that he just looked worse and worse and worse yeah well I I mean I'm certain producers are the ones like when he said he's like I didn't realize you wanted to talk so badly I'm sure they were like do you want to talk to Michelle he's like I think I have closure they didn't tell him that she was trying to you know clearly he didn't understand even the way she communicated about it was a little bit unsettling like when she was like I was he wouldn't even give me the time of day like he rejected me and didn't even give me two minutes I'm like are we sure like I don't want to gaslight you at all but like right is that really what happened because I'm, I'm like, sure that's what they told her that's the thing right, you know right, exactly. she heard the producer said he doesn't want to talk to you and how is she supposed to take that what sure. he was told is do you want to talk to Michelle and he said I think I, I have the closure I need I don't need to talk to her right because he already did tell her his piece and she yeah. like so that's understandable from his point that he didn't need to talk to her anymore yeah he didn't realize it was for her benefit you know right. I think he probably didn't want to do it for the tv's benefit he was that's probably what he was thinking they wanted yeah exactly so that I think was just an unfortunate production communication thing that they both got screwed for because of but yeah that God, Rachel is always just so pouty. She has such a pouty stank face all the time. That's just, I saw that in my notes. I was like, yeah, I don't know what that was talking about, but it's constant. Yeah, she was definitely like, I don't know if it's just we're seeing close up angles of her, but in the beginning of the season, I was, I thought of her face differently than I do now. And I know part of that's tainted from like who she is. But also, she got, like, these baby cheeks that I started to notice. Oh, yeah. I've been noticing those the whole time. That's why why I got that UP energy from her. Totally. Which, like, baby cheeks are cute sometimes, but, like, it just makes her more juvenile and annoying. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. But it, I feel like she just does, like, a really manipulative pout when she wants attention and wants some Because she wants someone to be like, what's wrong? Right. Oh, Chris Harrison. Oh, baby. Hey, Rach, what's wrong? Well, it's also, it's also just like backing up, up to when she and Matt were talking to um, his mom. What happened? Oh, when Matt was like, oh, I really appreciated it when you told me that you were feeling insecure that one day about the other girls and she's just looking at him and her his mom like oh I was just it was so hard this is always trying to do these puppy eyes and a pout and then she like will look up at him and then give like a little coy smile she's never given like a smile smile it's always a like a cutesy smile like a really yeah no totally it's all very I don't know. You can tell she definitely wants to like look good on camera and it's not going well. (laughs) Nope. Not going well. Anyway. Yeah. So Chris Harrison comes and cancels the days. Like, I know I'm not who you wanted to see, but want to (laughs) fuck. Literally say that he just said it with his eyes. I'm sure they, they, she was like, yeah, let's go. (laughs) And then the cameras left and that's what happened. Allegedly. 
Oh my god. No, I'm sure like it's he, the weirdest sexual tension. I it is. Why would he have his arm on the door for He's like so that? sad he didn't get to interview her for that after the final rose. That was his last chance to see her, and he was robbed of him. I'm sure they hang out. <laughs> Good point. Good point. I, like I feel like Chris probably has his hoes that like adore him from being on the show, and they're just like, oh my god, Chris, like. Take me to a, one of your golf clubs you go to and <laughs> drink champagne. And oh, do you know, can we hang out with Ben Higgins? <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So then she like cries, you know, she's like, it's so unfair. Um, is he going to, and I get it. Like in this, I would think he's going to break up with me too. If that happened, the date was canceled. I also though think like if you were, I, I would think of it both ways. I would just be thrown for a loop like either he's done with me and he's proposing to Michelle or what actually happened is that he doesn't need time with me he needs to break up with somebody yeah he needs to break up with Michelle and then be ready I don't know but I can see where she's like freaking out yeah like I was like tired of seeing exactly that's the thing is I'm over it so like I have no sympathy that one episode where the hometown episode like just exhausted any sort of last drop that I had to have sympathy for her like she was just so freaking annoying yeah I just know was it fantasy suite before it was before hometowns that like clay date yeah but wasn't that yeah you're right yeah it was but like what was it oh no was that fantasy suites oh you're right it was yes yeah 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 it was fantasy suites oh my god it feels so long ago well, it's just confusing because I think every season they slightly change things up. Mm-hmm. Like, like usually the order is pretty consistent, but then there's little curveballs here and there. And then, you know, you can't keep it straight. Yeah, I was imagining that was the week before Hometowns, but I think it was Fantasy Suites. Yeah, I think it was too. But yeah, any loss exactly. ounce of like sympathy I would have had for her in this moment where she's freaking out about if he's into her or not I'm just like nope moving on like I want to fast forward I'm done the only thing I was grateful for is Matt saved us from watching another date with her (laughs) honestly yeah like I that at least this was quicker it was quick and then we have like the final moment and honestly her like she they both kind of looked like they were going to prom I don't know I think that dress was gorgeous but it would have looked better on somebody else oh yeah because she just looks so young that she looks like a teenager going to prom with the chandelier earrings and the sparkly dress yeah exactly like if she had she needs to have something like that makes her look much older yeah well and I think for her actual own personal style I feel like she does do that on intent she dresses tends to dress in more sleek stuff that kind of ages her up and sexes yeah. her up a little bit right but she this is the they don't get to dress themselves for the final moments and that's the thing is the note they get is so ominous it's meet me at the lake and I was like for what like are they gonna talk but then she's dressed in full glam so it's like okay so she clearly knows this is the final moment because they're giving her a gown well and also like so in her mind she's probably like okay so he's not breaking up with me because if he didn't want to have a date he would have already told me to go home right that's the thing so you have I to know. know that he's either gonna propose or I mean she probably in her mind was really thinking of a proposal and didn't get it yeah 
she, that's the thing. I think at that point she knew it was her, but she wanted a ring. She wanted the proposal because she's made that clear when she wanted her him to ask her father for her hand in Permission. marriage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I also, I, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I wanted to note something about the outfits, just because like with this one, what was going to happen was indicated by their outfits. Michelle's date. Okay, when they came in for the evening part, when Matt starts walking up to her room. I thought it was the next day and he was walking to go break up with her because he was dressed so casually. Oh. It was weird. It, he was wearing a breakup outfit. Like, yeah. I thought it was out of context and then it turned out it was the evening portion of their date. I literally thought he was going to break up with her out of context because of the way he yeah. was walking in that outfit. It didn't, I was like, what? Right. Yeah, no, you're right. He was dressed very casually. He had like a white t-shirt and a jacket on. I was like, that's the, that's the outfit they always wear. Right. Like just the basic casual outfit doesn't feel like, it didn't feel like a date outfit by any means. I was really confused by that. Like maybe a day date, but not. Yeah. To the evening part where she's going to be looking hot and like, what? Well, that's the thing is you're right. I think he knows, like he's picked Rachel. He dressed to break up. He dressed to break up, which honestly kind of understandable when you're going through like something as nerve wracking as a breakup, you want to feel comfy. Like, I don't know. You don't want to be dressed to the nines because then you're like, your ass is sweating and like everything is just. That's what I always think about the poor girls who make it to the altar to be broken up with. And they're just like broken up with in their gowns. It's exhausting. And then you're like wearing heels and you probably just want to fucking take your heels off and chuck them at him and well they're yeah. they're no one's ever thrown the shoes but i've i love when they take them off i remember like sean lowe's season i think L- Lindsay, his runner-up took her shoes off and like walked to the limo i love that. iconic well yeah because it's just like well fuck it i'm not this not no point in wearing these anymore yeah but so rachel comes up to their little lake meeting a weird setup and she st- you know she has to talk first of course and everything she says is, oh no, <gasps> we're jumping ahead. He met with Neil Lane. Oh, well, yeah, fuck. Okay. He I just met- want to say Neil Lane is Benjamin Button. He is aging <sighs> backwards. He's never looked better. I'm I'm gonna say it. He looked great this season. <laughs> really good. He looks really good. <laughs> Benjamin fucking button. Like, no. what the fuck? Also, his advice was a lot better than Chris Harrison's. He wasn't pressuring that. He's a good salesperson. He's like He's got that bridal salesperson going where you're, it's not like you're pressuring. You don't have to do this, but I'm going to make it sound really appealing. No, he's good at it. He's for sure. Cause like the way Matt saw the ring after t- giving him all the like pessimistic attitude and stuff. And then he was like, well, I'll hold on to this. And Neil was like, yeah, you hold on to it. Well, like, yeah, just feel it. See how you feel, you know, yeah. like. I love this ring. This ring's right. The first ring they showed, I was really loved because it, I loved it. it. Had no halo. I was like, it's tasteful. It's small. I love it. This is a great ring. And then he got the uh, pear shaped with a halo that everyone gets, which apparently is Neil Lane's. We learned more about Neil Lane than we did about Matt. It was his mother's ring, was a pearl, a pear shaped ring. It's very romantic. So, Matt, you know, you hold on to that. Um, feel it out. See, decide. No I pressure. Really, it's I good did. for you to be thinking this through. It was so yeah. different from Chris Harrison totally yeah it was like actual it was somewhat nice and manipulative but not it was overtly perfect. yeah no I 
I thought it was kind of cute to hear that like pear shaped is his favorite like cut and I, that's a cute story I like a pear shape I'm a little over them right now because they've become everyone is doing them and that's and with a halo first, in particular but right the first ray you're right was gorgeous and I was like oh my god so refreshing we're seeing something that I think would be bachelor if it was Michelle that would have been the ring totally it felt very bachelor like 2010 yeah they were they were doing a lot more square cuts back then totally because square cuts like make you feel rich like you're just like oh here's my goddamn ring like yeah my first the first diamond cut I ever fell in love with was a square step cut like asher cut it's like an emerald cut except square and I was like ooh, yeah so you really see like the like angles and lines it's very like totally textural you know yeah it, I mean there's no hiding it I feel like when you have a square cut it's just like here yeah. bam <laughs> loved it but of course pair ring and it well, doesn't yeah, get put on anyone's finger anyway so who cares for the basic bitch I'm glad he didn't choose the one. right I thought the same thing I was like well yeah that's fitting yeah exactly but he didn't get to use it he just held on to it no he just kept it in his pocket for a while <laughs> Oh my gosh. But Rachel had a fresh set of gels on. So she was ready for a ring. Didn't get one. She goes up to Matt and she says a lot of hate. She just says literally like, I hated that this, I hate that this, I'm like, none of this is about love. All of this is about what you hated. Okay. I forgot about that moment until now. That is my, the most atrocious scene I have ever, I'm sorry to be dramatic, but that I've ever witnessed on the finale of the bachelor horrible like horrible how could you just sit there and be like i hate that you canceled our date i hate that you did this i hate and like the emphasis and i was just like oh my god you're really full of hate like guilt trip him more why don't you and he was all like uh okay i'm sorry guilt trippy constantly is the pounding and i hate that i hated it you just spoiled. She's a spoiled brat. Such a fucking brat. <laughs> brat. Because, like, on a, you see it throughout the whole show. Like, everything's about her. She doesn't oh, care else. Oh, I didn't get what I want. Yeah. Yeah, so then he says, yeah, I can't propose, but I want to leave with you. Whatever. I love you. Oh, oh, my God. Cute romantic. And then scene. Let's get to the present day where we all yeah. know. Things are not going to be great. We have to talk to um, Michelle first. Emmanuel Acho, host, comes out swinging with like, we are going to talk about this, this, this. He called out Chris Harrison specifically. Although honestly, the person he needs to have a talk with is Chris Harrison. Yeah. That's what he Chris Harrison should have been there in, not in the host seat, but like being in In the hot seat. In the hot seat. Yeah, exactly. Um, Because- I mean, Emmanuel Acho, he was fine, I think. And it was good. I felt like he made Matt feel comfortable. But I think those hard, tough conversations really need to be had with someone else in this um, scenario. Yeah, I think that, like, the, the good... I really liked hearing about Matt's experience as the first Black man. And I feel like the interview questions that Emmanuel had were great. And you could see this, like, solidarity between two Black men totally but like even when he starts out with Michelle I don't know it's just like I anyone new is gonna have a hard time so I don't blame him at all it's just 
yeah I'm yeah and you know we kind of said what Michelle said already but she was also asked about the Rachel scenario and she was like I don't you know I think she's got a good heart but I'm tired you know this is like she's like think all this stuff is really exhausting to go through and then apparently there was a conversation between Michelle and Rachel that they cut out but Michelle shouldn't have to deal with that and same with Brie Brie was on Oh, the tell all. She didn't talk with Matt, but she got a hot seat. Oh, it was cut out. Huh. So they really nailed the focus. So Michelle and Matt talked. They kind of closed things up well. She gave him a slight little dig of, you know, I hope you move on to kiss with your eyes closed and find something else to say besides. Uh, that thank was you for awesome. Joining. Like so, that was boom. Cool. Mic drop. Loved. Because those things, like, okay, yeah, the kissing thing, we covered that, but all of us on behalf of all of us who are so annoyed with his thank you thank for sharing, you for sharing. we are very happy to hear that call out loved it we love to see it thank you michelle um and yeah. he had a good spirit about it he was just like ha, ha, ha. exactly like yeah. it's a good, all in good fun that's good about making fun of himself you know but yeah so then we get rachel and her whole thing she looked great her dress was awesome yeah she, her dress was like killer. That was her hair like, was, was so shiny. Her hair, I I think that she needs to wear more updos. Like she, she wears her hair down. Updo, yeah. She wears her hair down a lot, and that also makes her young because she has this very like kind of kid like just well straight, center part, center part, and then just like straight cut exactly at the below the shoulders, and it's just like that that middle part looks good with girls with really long hair yeah but it's not that great when you have some texture some something you know or bangs or like if you're gonna yeah something to like pull it out but it just looked like you were you know a five-year-old's haircut yeah yeah so she wore an updo with this she'd be killing it but yeah so she she comes out and you know she says most of the right things about how oh you know I didn't know I was ignorant and that's not an excuse. She says it's not an excuse. But then she, with Matt, she keeps talking about how she knows how hard it must be for him to have broken up with her because she knows how in love with her he is. He keeps, she keeps reminding him, I know you're in love with me. Yeah. Like it's so. She was like, I know that must've been so hard for you that you were so hurt by me to have to break up with me it's like if you just left that last part out and said it must have been very very hard for you to experience this just yeah to see that like somebody you thought you loved was different than what you know what you would imagined but she turns it around to blaming him It, it just felt accusatory and defense not defensive but just like she was playing she was flipping it on him it was she didn't have to be defensive because she turned him on the defensive yeah she played victim a little bit like she not in an overt way not in an obvious victim Mm -hmm. role but there were just slight cues that I was like "Hmm." yeah I just I was getting so frustrated and watching her like not take no for an answer from that when he has said that he is not 
in a place where he can do the emotional labor of catching her ass up to the rest of society, to him, to understanding his experience. If her learning process began less than six weeks ago because she didn't get it six weeks ago, he can't start from the very beginning with you. You can't be dating, potentially getting like in a serious relationship with a black man and have done none of this work and expect him to guide you through it. The thing is, is like, this is where I think all of America, like this white privilege mentality of like Matt should have stuck with her is a lot of women feel the responsibility of carrying a man's emotional weight and emotional burden. And it's that archetype, the like manic pixie fairy girl, whatever type it is in like books and movies where she always like picks up the slack and is it's super hot because she like educates the guy and turns him into like this wonderful person because he's so lost and it's all really toxic like relationship stuff and I think that a lot of white women see that that he's not willing to do that for her and get frustrated because women are often put themselves in places it's not anyone's fault but their own for reaching out and dating men who need a lot of guidance whether they're you know, learning about their racial insensitivity or they, you know, are feeling lost and like need a push to get educated, whatever it might be. So it's frustrating because it's like, that shouldn't be the case. It doesn't matter what role you're in, whether you're a woman or a man, like nobody deserves to have, or nobody needs to educate their partner. Nobody. It doesn't matter what it is, but especially in this situation, because he is so burdened and has been burdened his whole life Mm -hmm. being a black man in this country and in this world for that matter. Yeah. And he made it clear. He was like, I, it's not even that she did this in 2018. It's that in 2021, I had to explain to her why it was wrong. And it took a while. Yeah. It didn't. She did. He says, I didn't. I thought these were rumors. I comforted her thinking these were all just rumors. And she let him comfort her thinking and let him believe these are just rumors. That's, that's a next level betrayal. Right. That's blatant lying. Like fully take away the the fact that like she, you know, whatever you want to say about it being recent or a long time ago, which it wasn't a long time ago, but whatever besides the point besides the freaking point she lied and Mm -hmm. she continued to lie while she was with him and And then yeah acts like she doesn't understand why he couldn't possibly why he possibly wouldn't want her back yeah it's just like and then when Emmanuel Acho even in the beginning of Rachel coming out him explaining to her the the significance of a plantation like he gave her the definition of antebellum before the war yeah a short history lesson and she dumbfounded like yeah maybe she was like nodding her head and listening because she's heard it many times but I don't really see that like that stuck with her no no and you know he asked specifically like so what are these actions you're taking because she says I'm going to take I'm taking actions to better myself and to like whatever she bullshit she said because he said then so what and she said I'm not gonna list um I'm not gonna list the things I'm doing when it's like that's what people are want to hear they want to see that you're actually doing something and you're not and you and can't he kind of 
she kind of pulled it back to where you could somewhat get caught into her manipulation where it's like oh she's not gonna I don't remember what she said she's like oh I'm not gonna why did how what did she explain the reason that she She said she didn't really even give a good reason but she did she said it in a way like well I'm not gonna list what I'm doing I'm gonna take these actions in my own life kind of thing right like Like, it's like not oh oh she was like it's not about a list like that's almost as if like her giving a list would be problematic or something yeah like that's her being honestly lazy yeah and yeah I mean like answer a question if you say you're doing things and someone says oh what are you doing you should be able to say something yeah yeah I again I just get this imagine like I I picture like white women of the world like watching this because that's dominantly predominantly who sees Mm -hmm. the show and just like putting their own insecurities into play with the way Rachel's being treated right now that's the thing is they're identifying with Rachel yeah and they're identifying with her sometimes it's easy to identify with that because when you are betrayed by men and like take the race racial stuff out of it because that's what they're doing is they're taking the racial stuff out of it which is super kind of disgusting and because the betrayal was Rachel it is not Matt Rachel betrayed Matt and And they're trying to flip it like he betrayed her and it is a direct result of racial insensitivity it's nothing beyond that so if any woman is watching the show or creating these blogs or Facebook pages about you know condemning Matt for what he did I just see this like weird cheaters victim mentality coming out completely it's kind of gross it's really gross it's been really really gross to watch all of it um but yeah especially just Rachel she got the most Instagram followers and that hasn't changed yeah I mean I can so like that, that says a lot that says a lot and it's also I mean it's not surprising like you look at statistics statistics of voter turnout and of like the number of educated white women who vote conservative and don't care about racial injustice and it's almost worse than the standard cis white men privilege that you see and so to to know that all these young girls I'm assuming are following Rachel well I think it's a lot of middle-aged women actually middle-aged women yeah that's kind of what I meant when I hear there's a Facebook group about it it's (laughs) middle-aged which a group run by her mother which is the dominant demographic of exactly those conservative women who just are not feminists no because if you're a feminist, it's intersectional and you understand the complexity of race within that as well. And you do everything you can to combat that. Yeah. Also why I think poor Katie, so you say the feminist, like, I don't think Katie's going to have a good exactly, reception. To, yeah. She's not different enough to appease the audience that wants change. And she's not cookie cutter enough for the audience that doesn't want change yep she's at this awkward so hopefully people I do think she's gonna be good tv so hopefully we can I do too I think it's gonna be really fun to watch her like 
one thing I noticed at the after the final rose is after they were playing kind of like the credits at the end a lot of the Michelle and Emmanuel were so talkative and then Katie was just kind of like standing back there like just kind of nodding her head and I don't know I got weird like left out feeling yeah I felt Emmanuel and Michelle had a very good like when they were talking I was like whoa he I was like he really likes talking to her I kind of got like I was like oh okay yeah like what's going on here I know I was straight up like I'm like is this is this gonna be the kiss yeah I don't know anything about his relationship status yeah I don't know I I felt bad because like I could see the way that Katie already was kind of left to the wayside yeah well and in that situation in particular she was the one of these things is not like the other who is here she wasn't a finalist, you know, in any of that. She wasn't involved in any of what was talked about at all, even right. to the point like Brie was there, but she was there in the final three, you know, so it's different. Sure. So I yeah. can feel that like awkward out of placeness of like, well, I'm not in this conversation. I wasn't there for it. I don't know, you know, I totally. And yeah. yeah and but I, I think know. having Caitlin and Tasha host will really help with that. Cause I think, I mean, she's Caitlin. She's a Caitlin. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be Looks great. Like her act, like it's the same archetype. That's what I expect to see. I half thought for a second that they were gonna have Caitlyn host Katie's. Also, Caitlyn went by Katie until she went on the show, so this is extra confusing. Yeah, yeah. Caitlyn, Katie, and then like Tasha, Michelle. <laughs> but oh. no, it's. I was oh, like, wow. I because are they just like picking bachelorettes that identify with the bachelor? Like, wait, what? Yeah, but like, no, what? they're both hosting Katie's season. <laughs> Okay. And is that going to continue after that? Or do we not? Know? I don't, I think they only have decided for one season. I think that's going to be really fun then. I think so too. Also, I, any, the like short clip that we got, um, in the bloopers watching the, a women tell all where Tasha was like hanging out, um, with Matt or whatever, like short, like little moments of that, of Tasha outside of her own season are really fun. Like mm-hmm. I love seeing her just, I, I think they'll know. be fun. I, I do wonder what it'll like be like awesome. with two of them. Like, are they both going to be there all the time? Is it, are they going to switch off? I'm, that's what I'm most curious about. I want a bunch of like one-on-one conversations with Katie. Like, so okay. how's it going? Like, right. So well, and I think that just makes sense to have a woman come in to talk to a bachelorette. Yes. It like, totally having makes- a chat with Chris Harrison in these situations makes zero sense. No, it's awkward. It's like, oh, you already have 30 men who you're trying to like figure so let's out get advice from this old white guy too yeah. so let's just pu- put in another one and have him ask you really surface level questions and the whole time you're probably freaking out this is why they always have one of their friends come on mm-hmm. <laughs> they bring in a, somebody to come talk to them they bring in some woman to come talk it's so funny uh, oh yeah well that's the season really is I mean final thoughts an exhausting season I'm tired I'm I'm tired I feel like this time though I definitely got to know the girls more than I got to know the guys in Tasha's and season and we just talked about that so I liked that like everything I I feel like it was all pretty memorable I don't know it was a dramatic season it was memorable (laughs) it was dramatic it was memorable yeah I don't think I'm ever there are seasons that I definitely forget about, but this one will be hard to forget. Yeah, this is a hard to forget one. There, like, yeah, I forget things like JoJo, boring. Right. There are seasons that you know you could just fully block out of your head, like never happened. Yeah. This one won't. 
No, I mean, there's so much going on. And yeah. so our assumption is that Bachelorette Katie's season will be about May. So in the meantime, we're just going to talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about it's when we want to talk fun. about it. Yeah. So feel free to tune in to hear our thoughts on things that aren't Bachelor. Right. Because we just, we're experts on things, right? Like We're experts on lots of things. So we have lots of topics to cover. I won't give you a list, but... <laughs> I won't give you a list um, because... But just know that I'm doing the work. I'm doing the work. We're doing the work. We have things, we're ta- actions we're taking. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to come back with episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so exciting. So see you maybe next week, probably, but maybe later. We'll maybe sooner. Who knows? Yeah. Whenever we feel right. like it, we're going to record a podcast and you'll get it. How about that? Tell your, and tell your friends about it. Yes. And, you know, different topics this way. You know, if you have a friend who doesn't watch Bachelor, but maybe they'd be interested in one of our new topics. Yeah, I wish we could. Well, we can give you kind of a teaser. We're thinking of a Desperate Housewives episode. There will be a Desperate Housewives. Not to be confused with Real Housewives, that may be a separate episode. <laughs> yeah, we need to make a lot of clarifications. Definitely, because everyone thinks Desperate Housewives is Real Housewives. Give us your thoughts, too, about, like, an intro song or Please. an intro something. Something that really fits with us and, you know, The Bachelor. Because yeah. really, this is a Bachelor podcast. It is. It's a Bachelor yeah. podcast. But Bachelor is is the world. It is pop culture. It is everything. Yeah. So all these things also just make sense. Yeah, and we could also do a whole episode just on like past seasons and our favorite seasons. I would love that. Yeah, that'd be so much fun. We could definitely talk all about the decades of seasons we've seen. Seriously, yeah. Well, <laughs> thanks see you next time. Yes, thanks for tuning in this season. That's a wrap. <laughs>